Welcome to episode 459 of the Nintendo Powercast and the beginning of season seven. We have a we have a full house, some some returning faces and some some of the usuals. And I'm really excited to be here and chat with you guys. We're going to start with some introductions. But before we do, I got two announcements. One, I have a new segment that is going to be coming to NPC. And it's been something I've been thinking about a long time. And it's been something that like, I think about just gaming as a whole, like what is the draw? Like wh what, what is the draw? Why after so long? And hell divers is the draw is the draw. Yes. Um, but, but what is it? What is it about the, the, the plumber, right? Mario in particular that like, what am I so drawn to? And it dawned on me that even, you know, I didn't have the roughest like childhood, you know, like, but still everybody has those moments, right? In gaming, I always felt the absolute safest. I always felt like I was just me. I could just do what I wanted. But a lot of us have these, these stories of like gaming kind of got us through darkness. And so I'm going to do a segment. It's not going to necessarily be every week, but it's going to, I'm going to start opening it up. I want to, I'm going to interview as any of you guys on the, the panel here, like one-on-one, -on -one. but the segment's going to be called gaming in the dark and just looking back at like, you know, maybe some of those like real moments that were like, yo, I could hear my parents going through their divorce and like beating Mario three is what like kept me sane, you know, and just kind of diving into some of those, those stories that, uh, got some, they got some, they got some meaning to them, you know, and, and some depth to them. So want to start that. The other thing is I finished today, uh, mastering the art of podcasting. And so I have a book. And you can go to n64josh.com slash uh, master podcast. And it, for the first week, it's going to be half price. It's $9.99. It is everything I've learned over the last 13 years about podcasting and, and content creation from getting the show started, how to promote the show. It's, it's literally everything. And, uh, I, I put a lot of a lot of love into this thing and I'm I was I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna announce it at the seventh the beginning of the seventh season. So if you guys if you want to check that out again, n64josh.com slash master podcast and uh hopefully love it as much as I did making it because it was it was a lot of fun. So now we got some guests. I'm just gonna start in order. Captain Logan was a fill-in often and is also the host of keelhauled which is celebrating its start of its sixth season which is a, a sea of sea of sea of what's the you got sea, it sea right. of thieves there it is okay um podcast and that game just got some exciting news everybody thinks it's coming to switch to captain logan welcome back how are you I'm doing good, man. It's crazy to be back after so long. It's so, it, I mean, this show was how I got into podcasting. So it's kind of cool to have like this moment to come back for the seventh season and be like, 
Yeah, this is I just remember being a fan and just being like, hey, man, if you ever need any help, you know, I could I could help out for a bit. And you helped me get like some recommendations on microphones and stuff. And I just kind of went from there and, and started reading your book, your first book when you put it out and uh, just kind of going off on on my own little world, found Sea of Thieves and got really passionate about that. And if it wasn't for this show and for Nintendo, I probably wouldn't be doing this thing. So thank you for one, but it's awesome to be back. So, so good to have you. The original co-host of the Nintendo PowerCast, all the way back to episode one, Brian, a.k.a. Destinot, who I used to drive absolutely insane on a weekly basis, and I would make him do two shows with me every Thursday night. Back we would do a Destiny show, and then we would do a Nintendo show. And uh, you guys, you can't even... Fu- you have to go to the loot, ca- like the loot cave on YouTube to find the original NPC episodes, because they're not even on like N64Josh or the NPC channel. They go all the way back to that yeah then you can't you can't find them anywhere but but there and so uh welcome back my friend good to see you yeah i uh got a letter from mpc corporate that said uh we need to diversify the podcast so i was kind of court ordered but i'm here (laughs) i was told if you had 60 more of the current hosts you could make one whole cherokee (laughs) no it's gonna be back so so good to have you uh crawler what's up baby hey how's it going crawler coming at you johnny how are you man what's up i'm broke again oh on your platinum points i i was spending (laughs) points last night too yeah and if you want if you want a a scrunchie for all your hair you can get one now for or no that's that's a pre-order thing what it is it stickers it's stickers. It's what stickers, are you doing? Stickers that oh. were 400, 400 points today, and then they dropped them down to three hundred. So you can be more poor. I, I need to probably play some uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> Cheesy, what's going on? What's going on, Cheese Curds? Well, you guys, you got. We got to do a little introduction just for you guys, and and what what you're uh, what you're up to, Crawler. Wh- where can people connect with you? Uh, best spots are TikTok and Twitter, Nightcrawler724, Nightcrawlers without the E. Um, yeah. And confirmed Nintendo fanboy right down there. The biggest Nintendo fanboy I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, the audio listeners have no idea who you're pointing to. So we're, we're Brady Bunching right now. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking down at you. Well, well, okay. Cheesy, where can people connect with you? Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter. Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, um, Communication Error Podcast, Cheesy C64, C H E E Z Y C64. Hey, look at that. You slowed it down this time. I did. Yeah, I'm learning. Johnny, how about you, buddy? I'm uh, Johnny Bo everywhere Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and the Communication Error Podcast, where we learn that Cheesy is the biggest Nintendo fanboy. All right. You know what? I don't exist. He really. So. We have a Sea of Thieves enthusiast here. He really wants Sea of Thieves to come to Nintendo, but he does. Ne- he never wants to see a Nintendo game. This is the anywhere wrong near podcast. Xbox. No, <laughs> everyone needs to go listen to the episode and actually hear what I'm saying because Johnny is just twisting my words. That's literally what you said. No, do you, go do you to want? It. Do you want Nintendo? Do you care if Nintendo 
puts content on other all platforms. right here's the thing yes he does whatever he says right now is a lie because no he does. <laughs> no let the corporate show they, talk they won't, they won't appreciate they won't they won't really appreciate what it is and and yeah yeah see crawler gets it the tldr is like he was so being sarcastic i would appreciate getting it for free on game pass <laughs> yeah and oh so we got a comment and they did not like my opinion, which is not that's not nothing new, not surprising. But they said something about, like, oh, what do you mean, Tears of the Kingdom doesn't run well? Like, have they played? Have you played that game? That game doesn't run well at all. It would run much better on an Xbox, it may run better, but I don't think it runs. Wor- this is not the podcast for this. You're you're trying to <laughs> steal Josh's thunder. Sorry, yeah. Captain Logan, where can people connect with you? Um, I am I am still one of the the dumb holdouts over on X, but I'm also over on Threads, and it's about as much time as I have to uh, to be over there. So if you want to get uh, information about Sea of Thieves, especially if it does actually come to the next Switch, uh, you can hit me up over there at c a p t underscore l o g u n, or just search for Captain Logan. Uh, or the Keelhauled podcast, and uh, you'll urge to see if these podcasts, you'll probably find mine because I'm one of the crazies out there actually doing it. And uh, Brian, besides, um, what what's the what's the Christian mingle? Where else can people connect with you? Farmers only. Uh, yeah, farmers only. Yeah. Which I'm super excited for that show that I sent you. I think it's called uh, Farmer Finds a Wife. Yeah, it's it's on it's on like in an hour and I... ten minutes. We got to hurry. The first thing Hasn't I thought of was you. I'm thing? like, did they literally take farmers only and create a bachelor style show? They did. Uh, Josh, did yeah. You, did you think about applying to that once upon a time? Uh, you know, I mean, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Any place people can connect with you, Brian, besides the dating sites? Uh, various forms of media. You can either find me under Brian or Destinot or uh filthy casual gamer or wind waker 2024 uh thick and quick. <laughs> how many not what you have in the discord then look point? up thick and quick on instagram it's yarn that's complete <laughs> waste of that handle uh akimbo trout sorry to hate for thinking you think that was a young girl whose feelings you hurt in the discord um i think that's it no oh, vantakuro and uh, all how many, many burner names. emails do you have then for all these accounts? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the government might be listening. Okay. <laughs> Guys, of course, you can connect with me everywhere at N64Josh. And uh, there is Hate Zero in the chat who wasn't able to make it, but, but, um, is going to be we are going to do an episode to get him back on because i as soon as i posted some returning some returning hosts i had a couple people tweet at me like hate zero my hero so hate said my my gaming in the dark uh story my dad had just died and i was looking for a way uh as a kind of escape but um also somewhat comfort food about a month after he passed and it was metal gear solid um said twin snakes came out on gamecube and it allowed me to get lost in gaming again yeah it was during that time that i connected with hate and uh it was uh we didn't know what happened to him for a little while and then he then he then he came back and and uh 
It was good. We've been friends ever since. This goes all the way back to Rainbow Six Three on the uh, when Xbox Live was in its infancy. So yelling at your guys to breach and clear. To the I mic. was the only person to ever die from a flashbang in that game. Like so, that was a uh, runs better than Beth of the Wild. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> The salt is real. He just takes a sip. I love it. Well, hey, we miss you as well. Thank you for being in chat, brother. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, so we had because it's probably going to be a long show. today. It's yeah, we're going to it's going to be long. And we've uh, we've we've got a lot to talk about with a with a partner direct. I'm sure it's going to be spicy. Um, I already saw some comments from from Wind Waker 2024, which what's the deal? Like, is that who you're voting for this year? Is that what? No, funny story real quick. Uh, I committed, committed myself to beating that game Wind Waker this year because I've started and stopped that game a million times. I've been went as far as downloading like a 4K texture pack that just just wait until it comes to unzip. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already fallen off. I played I've beaten ODST and I'm halfway through reach right now. So oh. I, I, I probably won't finish it this year. <laughs> we might have to change my name to Wind Waker 2025. Got it. Okay. All right. Fair. Well, speaking of games that have been completed, guys, Pikmin three done. Okay. Done. Did I picked you, it you up. Get the gold bar. Listen, I got credit. That's my gold credits. bar. That's what that matters. Like, yeah. <laughs> gold bar. You just got to go grind in a, in a dungeon for a little bit and farm purple Pikmin, which is tedious. The, the amount. Wait, there's purple ones in that game. How did you beat the game without getting purple Pikmin? Are they the ones that fly? Aren't they pink? Oh, sorry. No, what? No, purple are the ones that lift heavy, right? Pink fly. Purple are the yeah, pink ones fly, that fly. Can... Purple are the heavy ones. You, oh, you need you need a hundred purple to pick up because the the gold Is... bar needs a thousand Pikmin strength. Wait, no, I don't, didn't you I don't... beat Pikmin four? Like, wasn't that? No, I haven't beat Pikmin four. I beat oh, Pikmin, Pikmin three. three. Oh my god! Okay, never mind. You're, you're, you're a game behind us, Saul. I didn't want to. So I, okay, I bought. I, I, I was almost through Pikmin three. So I'm like, I'm completing it. I did it. I beat it. I posted it in Discord. You guys ignored me. You didn't even like. You didn't even say congrats on completing something. So that was nice. Thanks, thanks, guys. And then, uh. So I picked up Pikmin 1 and 2 physical. Haven't opened it yet. Um, I did pick up Mario versus Donkey Kong. Rolled credits already. Yep, All right. That doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Come on. I think Johnny, Johnny beat it. Uh, Cheesy, you were on the final boss. Did you beat it last night? No, I got No, because side order came out. Yeah, side, I got sidetracked with side you order. You suck at that game. That's why. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is there yeah, like a muzzle we could put on him? Or? Either you pick up Mario versus Donkey Kong. It's a waste of fifty dollars if you did. So, yeah, Josh, what did you I'm say? On... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm on this podcast. I haven't played a Nintendo game in like three years. Josh, <laughs> what did you say in that message when you said you beat, or when you got the the other games? What'd you say? Oh, he got uh, everybody one two switch. Yeah, for si- look, <laughs> is it sealed? Leave it sealed. It'll probably be worth it more. Yeah, but per- it has the sticker on it that says sixteen fifty, right? <laughs> like the best deal ever for this game. No, hold on. In that. Uh, well, yeah, you pretty much said that Nintendo's ripping us off with these prices. Hey, what? Don't out <laughs> me on the Nintendo Powercast. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean it is like 
I've not heard anybody that has played Mario versus Donkey Kong be like, yo, I'm really glad I spent $50 on this. You know, like it, it does seem a little bit steep. Like crawler was po- like crawler posted that the new Mickey game, the, that's a Wii game, right? Isn't that what that, that remake that's is? That's not even, that's not even a two pack of the, it's not even, they're not even doing it's both only one of them. It's, it's only, only one, one of them. them and they're charging $60 for it. Yeah. Well, that's a Disney and a Nintendo tax on that one. So oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is it is a lot of tax. So how much uh, is go, go play it on Xbox? It's on Xbox. Go play it on Xbox. Is grounded free to play? Because it's I mean it's on no, Game yes, Pass. It's on so. Game Pass. Oh no, I'm sure they're gonna charge for on Switch. Well, like I wasn't 40. sure if it was games as a service. I wasn't I wasn't sure if it had like a it battle is, pass and stuff. But I'm sure they'll what? It's both. Everything's both now. You gotta pay sixty dollars for the game. Well, 70 now. And there's microtransactions on See Elden Ring has a hundred dollar DLC or two hundred and twenty five. However, however you want to slice it, is that skins only? Or do you no, actually get like, like levels? No, that's the collector's edition. Oh, so <laughs> just that collector's edition looks like this bad boy right here. I don't want it. <laughs> Grounded, as far as I know, is forty dollars on Xbox, and I've never heard of anything coming to them for like a, a games as a service. The scenario okay. it's it's pretty straightforward they just made the one bit of it and then they're just like have fun and they've been doing some free updates since i i don't buy games on xbox anymore i got burned i spent a hundred dollars on diablo and now it's going to be free next month and i'm upset about that so i'll just wait for everything to be free You're on technically xbox. <laughs> paying for a crawl i know but it's 1650 that gets pulled out of my account and i don't see it i don't click yes every month so how much how much time have you spent in diablo though not enough, not not at all, because it was like everyone started bad mouthing it that the your character didn't roll over to the next season or something like that. Or, but that's the point. That's the point. Every, is, that's know, how that's how it started over every I season. I mean, I played a little I, bit, but I, I felt like I was repeating so much because I had played both both uh, betas, and then it, did you get Diablo three on Switch? Yeah, I did because I played the Ganon, seasons in that dressed up like Ganondorf. Uh, I I followed around like uh, what's his name in Adventure Time, just picking up loot because some uh, wh- wh- who's the listener that would go do stuff for us, Josh? <laughs> we, we we would just follow around like the character in Adventure Time, just picking up loot, just like they, yeah, they just walk through with the staff that just killed everything, and we just walked behind and, and leveled up. That's how we did it. Yep. Uh, King Raymar from the chat here says uh, you should be on your knees thanking the big end that the new release with Mario in the title was only $50. So That's isn't that exactly what you said in our chat, Josh, that it's a, it's a Mario title and, or was that, or was that somebody in regular discord? I don't even remember anymore. Probably. I, I, it was probably regular discord, but I mean it, you know, it, it is, I will say the highlight of that game is when you leave the mini Mario's behind and they're like, Oh, like, and they're just calling for you. I was like, okay. Oh, that took are... me a while to figure out that I had to like run away from them really quick and make them off screen and they would stop moving for okay. that last, that last little lemmings level. But yeah, I, I, I will say the expert stuff, like the extra, it's not expert because expert is what you unlock after you beat the game. But the extra stuff, the new stuff is the extra stuff new too. I don't even know. It's all new to me, so like well, I know because I, I didn't play it on advance either. But like, you can tell that the extra levels were like designed a little bit better, more recently. 
one of the things for me about that game that like I kind of really, really liked is it does feel like a continuation of OG Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Right down to like the, the, the sound effects that some of the music has been like reworked and remastered and, and changed and stuff. And like, I was the ladders, I, I, the hammers, the, and I, I cracked up when like I was climbing the climbing the chains, you know, and you can go fast by grabbing two chains, just like in Donkey Kong Jr. But mm-hmm. then there's certain creatures that are moving. And if you grab their tail, they just stop. Like, they can't do anything. They're just like, yo, I'm just, I'm just chilling now. So, um, uh, and I, I were talking about that last night. Uh, like they don't, t- they didn't tutorial that at all. That was the one thing I had to look up in that game. Cause there's the level where the two of them are going back and forth up top. I knew what I needed to do. I knew I needed to separate them, but they didn't do any kind of, I was just playing around on that switch, trying to stop them at a certain oh, point. And it was, yeah, that was frustrating. And then the very end with Donkey Kong, it, it it's too delayed for the barrel to come out for you to understand what you need to do after you unlock the toads. Like you're all the way at the top and I just got smacked by Donkey Kong like two or three times because I'm like, <laughs> what am, am I supposed to go jump on him or just land on his platform like you do in original Donkey Kong? And he just smacks you and you have to go all the way back down to the bottom, get a barrel and then carry it all the way back up. Nate just said, is, is it just me or does it feel weird to hear Josh talking about playing games? Season seven, baby. Season seven of NPC. I have all four sages in Tears of the Kingdom, you guys. Oh, wow. You going to be yeah. Xenoblade here in a little bit then, too? I mean, let's... I, I literally pulled out a stack of games that I'm like... It's not my whole backlog, but it's the games I want to try to complete. And so... You know, I'll I'll dwindle it down, but it is it's probably two feet. <laughs> like well, you have time since Switch Two is not coming out until twenty twenty five now. So yeah, yeah. Great, you just time. you just set off Johnny Bo. That's going to be uh... <laughs> no. He's the one that shot down Cheesy's hopes uh, this week. With what? Oh. He 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 pretty much said confirmed. It's coming out next year, and you were like, who's who confirmed it? And you he said I did. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Johnny's a great source. That's where we want all our news to come from. <laughs> it's not confirmed until Nintendo says so. See, that was a good impression of me. <laughs> there were a thousand people on YouTube that said something big was coming during this direct, and I was let down. I what do you mean? Was Star Wars Battlefront what? 1 and 2. 64 <laughs> players. Star- no, 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 no. You, you gotta, probably gotta was that. Endless Ocean, one more thing, you know? 1 and 2. <laughs> What are those Xbox games? They're probably already on Xbox Game Pass. I can get them for free. Uh, yeah, they're original. They're both original Xbox games, I think. Right? I thought you guys were talking about Unicorn Overlord. That game does Overlord. look sick. I that, downloaded that demo. I haven't played it yet. It does look good. It it does look good. It kind of looks like a Flash game. Just saying. It a little bit, yeah. Like kind of some don't mobile... know what Flash is. <laughs> yeah. Forty. We used to go to these websites and we'd play games and. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, uh um Nate, I am not putting that in the <laughs> Is that you... a typo? I... Or... <laughs> <laughs> it says I've been stuck on Penny's Big Breakaway. It's uh it's it's great and 
<laughs> and then Contra sucks, but it is a it is a typo that's not family friendly. So we're gonna we're gonna it's spelled correctly, but go um, go to you go to or go to go to the Twitch vod and you can go see it. Yeah, <laughs> timestamp is uh, 20, 24 minutes. <laughs> Love that AI learning autocorrect, man. <laughs> yeah, just so knows great. what I'm thinking all the time. Oh my goodness. Well, let's let's dive into the into the direct a little bit more. Captain Logan, I'm gonna have you kick us off. Like I I know you watched it. You I did. uh anything anything jump out to you? Anything got you excited or was it a big letdown? I I was happy about the Star Wars news. Um I was I was obviously I kind of figured that they would probably be bringing some stuff to like the the online to see like the rare stuff come there was pretty cool. Some good throwback. Um I was really surprised that they announced Grounded uh, this early, and I was really surprised about um, Hi-Fi Rush, the Disney epic Mickey. Well, the, I, it's coming, right? Um, <laughs> switch to switch to. <laughs> it, it'll it'll. I think it'll come over. I th- I don't think it'll be on PlayStation forever or just on PlayStation, Xbox, and stuff. But um, Disney epic Mickey being redone is really cool. I was I was really looking forward to that. That game felt like it was lost of time. Up for sixty dollars. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> where where do you got it right now? How much did you, you pay for it? I don't know. I I think I think you can get it on Xbox for probably fifteen or twenty bucks. The remaster? Not the remaster. Well but... then, <laughs> sit down. Get out. <laughs> I don't think anyway. remasters should cost more than the original product. Did it cost the more than the original? It would have been fifty because it was it a would Wii have been title. 50. Mm. What is it with inflation though? Eighty, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, oh. jo- Josh put in uh, newspaper clippings of of what JC Penny ads or something like that for Toys R Us. I think from Canada no, and ninety dollar games. Oh, yo, if that's Canadian. Then a- that was X. I don't even know. I just grabbed. Was like, oh, it popped up on my feed somewhere. I was like, I'm just gonna throw it in. And the these people aren't on X were not happy. The cartridges, yeah. cartridges no, you, were like seventy dollars, like in the eighties. You know what the the thing was about that though. The thing that never gets brought up is the fact that those consoles only had like a hundred or like hundred and fifty games for the whole freaking thing. We have that many coming out in like a month per console. Right. So it's like what was $90 back then? Yeah, that was a lot. But at the same time, there was like one that you would get per quarter. And then you just, you bought that one and you had it for like a year. Birthday and Christmas. Yeah. So I don't know. But overall, uh, Super Monkey Ball, really awesome. Disney, uh, uh, the the Mickey game was really awesome. It was really cool to see Grounded. Uh, excited about the uh, the online games that are coming from Rare. Blast Core, definitely want to check that out. Um uh, I can never remember how to say it, but the Tales of uh, Kinzera, I think is how you pronounce it. That one's going to be really good. Definitely check that out. But overall, um, I mean, they had a little bit of a little bit of everything for for everyone. I think that mm-hmm. they still had like some JRPG stuff. There's still some action stuff in there, some platformer stuff in there. So while there there wasn't like I don't know anything like major standout that I think people maybe were hoping for. I thought it was still really solid direct, man. Still felt really good. Especially Pocket Card Jockey. That's a fun game from our locked on 3DS. Like that's good to get back on Switch. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Brian, I know this direct had to have brought you back into the Nintendo ecosystem and you like the biggest dust storm ever took place as you as you wiped the dust from your 
your switch had been sitting lonely for the last three years. Actually, I was trying to get the golden wheels on Mario Kart, but that gets very hard very quickly. And I was like, I'm done with this. I'm playing Wind Waker now. And then I fell off of that. And then I'll come back to it. Went to Halo. Yeah. And then, yeah I'm fourth of the way through the Halo multi-campaign. No, uh, it was it was good to see. I, I already knew ahead of time. Like when they said it's a partner's direct, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't expect to see uh, Mario or hear anything about Metroid. Um, at the, I guess the closest thing I thought I would get to a Mario game, but I think they're postponing it. Is the uh, the Ubisoft uh, rat was it uh, Rabbids? Yeah, because I think they're. I think I heard something about like they're going to do another one, but they're going to wait. Uh, so, but no, there's um, I'm a huge fan of Sword Art Online, so I'm excited to see another one of those games come out. That I'll wait till it comes out to Steam to watch the reviews and then not buy it. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for uh, I can't remember the name it's that underwater game that was at the very end I'm Endless not excited Ocean. to buy it for myself Endless Ocean my 11 year old nephew loves the ocean and will tell you everything there is to know about every aquatic animal known to man at any second of the day whether you want to hear about it or not so I can't wait for that to come out so I can shove it in his face and then go do what I want to do <laughs> But you can play 16 players online with that or whatever. Was it 16? I thought it was more. But yeah, I, uh, I'm not a big fan of those type of selling points because it's like you're going to jump into a game and it's going to be one of those things where you're like, I've been swimming for 45 minutes and I see one dude named, you know, Nady Nay or something like that. And then he just swims in the opposite direction and then you don't see anyone else for another, you know, four hours. We're going to start the endless podcast and we're only going to play that game while we record. <laughs> There's Until 500 creatures you can discover. Creature. It's like Pokemon without the fun, fun. or guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Crawler, what'd you think of the, uh, the partner direct? Uh, I mean, I was, I was driving. I had, I had to drive to a meeting that was like an hour away. So I was in my car not watching youtube um but how about like the fact that it was not live it was just it was just released like i i was like queuing it up trying to find like the normal nintendo live thing going and it was just a a video that just had a scheduled drop at at 7 a.m my time and i mean they i've i feel like it's been they don't do that very often anymore if if they do so i mean that that threw me off a little bit that you could just if you wanted you could just fast forward through it i guess um but yeah and then as i was driving i was just like thinking and counting in my head the uh the remakes that were just it's just the the year of remakes right now and we we didn't get hunters. We didn't get. Um, we didn't get the show. That's the one that we, surprised me the most. Like they were, they didn't mention the show, which is like because they don't want to show that. Well, that'll that'll be you know how bad be the a, show looks on the Switch. <laughs> that'll be a tweet in April. I mean, <laughs> in my in the episode I did prior to the direct launching, I was like, I really think we're going to see Sony and Xbox on the Nintendo console in the same like in the same direct, you know, because of but. Yeah, I I figured partners would at least you know at least a CGI trailer 
of of the show, not not actual gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean Monster Hunter stories, I think that's kind of a, a cool thing that they're they're getting that all on the same kind of platform because that was 3DS only, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's that's nice that we're getting some stuff brought. Like they're they're definitely just trying to bring everything to the Switch, but I don't know. It the one the one nice thing that I was hearing from a lot of the um announcements was more talk of compet like either competitive or cooperative online at the same time, which it only took us seven years to get there. Yeah, online was mentioned more in this direct than in any other direct we've had, it yeah. seems like. Uh, I mean, uh, Monkey Ball is going to have it. Suica Game is going to have it coming soon. Yeah, it looks like uh, June based on the eShop. Uh, or maybe it's May. I think it's May. Who knows if 64 players will actually work on the Switch when it comes to Battlefront. Um and it, I would assume that's going to probably lean into like Fortnite tech and just let it let it be crossplay across everything. But I don't know who's who's developing that and putting it out. It's it, Asper's it, the name on it, I believe. Okay. It's not pandemic. Tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Did, they went under probably a while ago, right? Yeah, I think it was one of those like things where they were gonna put out the next game and then the whoever the studio was was like ah oh, we're canceling that okay we got that other game though like no we're canceling that one too and they're like so we got nothing thank you yeah, people weren't who, who who owns the unfinished or the dev copy of of rogue squadron three like that's what i want to know four so is it four? That... Oh, they did have a second one come out on gamecube huh yeah there was a two on gamecube there was a third one that was supposedly done yeah, it's right. done on a on a Wii, Wii dev kit. From what I understand, Factor Five says like Lucasfilm owes them money, and then Lucasfilm says they owe them something. So it's like, I think if it, it I think if it gets released, it's one of those things where you've got to start paying a lot of people a lot of money because <laughs> even old Factor Five employees have said like Factor Five owes them money because they were unpaid for whatever. Mm. It would be an expensive game probably to release. But maybe play. they can remake it with another studio and it'll be fine. It'll come out on Switch at the end of the year. <laughs> if only there was a if only there was like a company that made consoles that uh, you know, like was actually making money off of their hardware and software mm-hmm. that could save us from if such only, a if only. <laughs> pay, pay out the people that need to be paid. The Ouya. <laughs> <laughs> that one's cl- I, I have that collecting dust upstairs. Talking about Stadia, God. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yeah. Johnny, Johnny. Has, that, has has that Stadia treating you, Johnny? Oh, I have. I do have the. Uh, we actually we actually talked to somebody that was like a hardcore Stadia fan, but I do have the the Stadia controller still, and I got refunded. They refunded everybody. Like mm. whatever you spent on Stadia, they gave you your money back. All that Google money. Yeah. Josh, you were looking for guests for your uh, show about talking about dark times while gaming. Stadia, Stadia right there. Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> so, Johnny, how much did you love the Partner Direct? It sucked. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, lis- listening to, uh, you know, the other people talk about it, every game that, you know, is slightly exciting is a remake or a port. 
So like grounded, uh, you know, the battlefront games, the rare games, they're all ports there. They did show new games in there. And I kind of think there were more new games than there were remakes. Nobody cares about them. Nobody cares about the new games. Is did, that what you're saying? You don't understand you, man. You, you are always complaining that you want new games, but you don't want remakes. Well, but then when there are new games, oh, you don't care about them. You don't want to play them. Like, what do you like? You just well, like Mario you, and Zelda, you but you're not going to get that in this direct. That is not what this direct was for. Games? There's another yeah. Crab Treasure. Uh, another Crab Treasure. Breakaway. Pepper That's Grinder. It. The Arranger game looks really cool. There's South Park Snow Day. The Endless Ocean, the it's Snow Day, yeah, or remake, isn't it? Wasn't no, it playing it, in the snow? It looks like it, but it's it's a new All game. Right. Yeah, I'll give them that. <laughs> but nobody here has mentioned a new game that they're excited for. So, I think my point is proven. Captain Logan mentioned it. Well, one uh, Monkey Ball. Well, is the Contra one a remake or is it a new game? I know that it's not very like and super different concept from contra game to contra game but i mean is that is that new i, I mean, am excited I, for Mon- I, I do like monkey ball monkey ball is a fun fun game fun snow day is gonna be fun i think yeah. i think snow day is gonna be really good i think uh the monkey ball game is gonna be like classic i mean that was a banger on a on a gamecube man is the shimagami tensei is that a is that know. dlc it's, or is that like, it's like a, persona, persona 5, 5 royal, royal. Okay. it's like persona 5 they didn't do a good job describing what that was and now that's going to be on other platforms. That's like the series in general, though. Yeah, well, that's Atlas in general, right? It's Atlas. How could a company with such a simple name have such a complex series of games that no one can actually understand? <laughs> their name is Atlas. I get it. It's a globe. <laughs> what are their games? <laughs> yes. I thought it was weird that uh, Phil Spencer said, oh, we don't want to announce the games that are coming because we want the ha- them to have their they to shine, I think. And then yeah. Pentiment shows up in a sizzle reel for a split second. And it was yeah. coming out With no the day words. after the direct. Like, I was what, driving. What? I was driving. I looked down and I was like, oh, that looks like Pentiment. I wonder if that's it. <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, they didn't yeah. say anything. It came out today or like yeah. yesterday. Like, why, why would they do that? But not only that, Johnny, they mentioned that Sea of Thieves and... Um, well, oh, Hi-Fi Rush is going to be on PlayStation through a tweet. And I was like, I thought you were wanting to give these games their time in the spotlight. I'm I'm just going to say it out there. Sea of Thieves put out two videos covering the announcement, and they had all of their head uh, executive people from the studio talking about how excited they were to announce it for PS5. All right. Did cool. they say that they were bringing it to Nintendo platforms? No, they said that they were just bringing it to PlayStation platforms. Those are Switch 2 games. Well, Xbox knew that if they mentioned Sea of Thieves coming to PS5, that Jeff Keighley would finally talk about an Xbox game. And so... They're that, saving it for the awards next year? Is that what you're saying? No, he tweeted about it. He tweeted about it, and the Xbox fan uh, base is... Like, they literally laid into him. Like, oh, you're finally talking about an Xbox I was just like... Twitter is a wild, wild place. Like dangerous. It's it's crazy. So have you guys heard of Skull and Bones? Have you ever heard of that game? Yes, Isn't that like the it. Sheen version of Sea of Thieves? No, yeah, no I was just tell us about the, it, Ubisoft partner Johnny. <laughs> is it the Timu? <laughs> Let me tell you about something. 
<laughs> Let me. I, I have Twitch drops that I'm not going to use. <laughs> but play Sea of Thieves over Skull and Bones. Cheesy. Corporate shill fanboy, I guess. That's I, what they, I guess that's, that's what yeah. they're calling me these days. Yeah. What'd you think of the partner direct? Well, I guess this doesn't help, but I actually, <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty solid. I thought it was a good Boo, partner. Shill. I thought it was a good partner showcase. Uh, I thought the pacing was actually really good. Um, and so, if that's like something that we see moving forward with just like regular Nintendo directs, that should help with the the pacing of the shows. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was kind of surprised by some of the games that they were dropping. The Epic Mickey one, that was so cool because I loved that game. Um, so just to see that being remade is awesome. Pocket Card Jockey is such a great game, and I hope there's more people that are playing it. Um, wow, now you're a Game Freak shill? Jeez. I don't I don't know what I'm legally allowed to do on this show. I mean, I, it's not like I can just like punch him through the screen or anything, but... Josh, you just let me know. Um, You're good. It was the slow blink after he spoke for me that you just like, (laughs) (laughs) you just gave one slow blink and then kept going. (laughs) And I actually think uh, Endless Ocean looks pretty fun. Like, even though it's going to be a very cozy, chill game, depending on the people that you have and like, I don't know, if you go looking for different kinds of fish or my wife Hannah is super into sharks, so I think she would really enjoy just like seeing sharks out in this uh, big open game. Um, you were, you were so talking I don't know. about another, I mean, another crab's treasure last night too. Oh, I, I'm so excited for another crab's treasure! I think that looks great. I guess uh, Penny's Big Breakaway is also really fun. I haven't tried it out yet, but I don't know. I was pretty surprised by it and i know that on this show we've said that it seems like it's going to be a slow year although it's only february so i don't know why it's we... almost march it's almost march okay so what does that mean johnny you you're the accountant how many more months are there in the year i i love this optimism that's just gonna you're you're definitely a nintendo fanboy you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I don't think I am, man. They, I mean, they have released games within like two months of them announcing them that are just been surprises. We're not going to get a Mario Wonder this year or whatever. Well, you can get a hair scrunchie at Walmart, though, if you pre-order Princess Peach. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, I mean, I think for the most part i i mean i really enjoyed it i thought it was better than what i was expecting it to be kind of like what you said josh is that you just had really low expectations and i guess i wasn't sure what to expect from it and it made the direct that much better for me yeah i'm kind of in the same boat like there wasn't a ton that i was like oh that's that's for me but i've already played killer instinct i've already played rc pro-am my biggest question is how what is this deal structured with with between Xbox and Nintendo? Like is Xbox getting a cut out of Nintendo switch online is Nintendo saying, Hey, we're going to allow you to put your games on our system, but you're going to give us rare titles for our, so we can sell more online. They're probably giving sure them like to a, play them a publisher uh, fee. I mean, that, a check. that relationship's already been built. 
for at least a, a good year or so at this point. We had Goldeneye kind of in the works since 2022, I would say, when we started to see achievements pop for it on like true achievements. So, I mean, the 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 relationship between Nintendo and Xbox, I think, is stronger than ever. And the fact that Xbox is bringing content over to the Switch is just them looking to do a few things. They're, they're trying to keep the cost of, of games actually down by not raising the price of how much they are. They're not trying to lay off any more people than it's like absolutely necessary. And they're not trying to raise the price of Game Pass, but they got to keep Game Pass for Xbox because that's their ecosystem. So making a sweetheart deal with Nintendo now is the perfect opportunity for them to say like, hey, we've saturated our player base with these games. Let's bring them over to Switch because I think the community would do really well with Grounded. I think Grounded is a is a fantastic game for Switch. I think the, the community is actually going to really love just how much fun that game is. And, you know, Pentiment is just, it's, it's a good game, but it's a very niche uh, game. So opening that up to to that is just going to be nice. I think as far as the, the deal goes, I think they're just going to get their 30% and call it good. Yeah, it just it's just so strange. Like, cause they're not paid games, right? As far as the these the Nintendo Switch online games. That's what that's what throws me. It's like there's not like a like they can't just throw up a contract and they're like, yo, we're gonna take this percentage of each sale. It's like, no, they're just part of their they're just part of the the Nintendo Switch online ecosystem. So I'm just I would just love to be a fly on the wall to see how that how that worked out. And I mean, like you were talking, the deal with the or the relationship with Nintendo and 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 Xbox, it goes back like the DS has Diddy Kong Racing, right? Like uh, Viva Pinata. So I mean, they they've they've still kind of been a um, a, a developer for Nintendo for for many many years, really. Like you know, since the since Microsoft uh, bought them. So it's just it, it's great for us, you know. Like I kind of want to go back. I used to be really, really good at Killer Instinct, and I want to. I want to. I, I got my Super Nintendo controller. I want to. I want to see if I can relearn Fulgore and see if I can pull off some of those ultra combos and stuff. Because that was, yeah, it was just that was that's. It, I I fired up RC Pro. And I was like, yo, I just hear my childhood right now, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I think so. I have no. I have. I know nothing about Endless Ocean when when it started. When everything started to leak, which that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Like there's somebody literally getting insider information, like almost every, there was so much information already out there about, about this direct that it's like, I hope they figure out where this is coming from and kind of put a stop to it because it's, it kind of takes a door on a submarine. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's kind of, it's, it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it, but, but like, it looks like so is endless ocean do you guys know I'm, i've got it up on google right now it looks like this is the is it the third game in this in this series yes because i think it was for wii and ds maybe so there's endless ocean 2 blue world yeah is what that, was that for that was Wii, and then there's also endless ocean um dive discover dream which was also we oh okay so i guess they both were on the we then and i mean they've got really good ratings and cryptic is saying like do you all understand the love for endless ocean like um for one more thing i was surprised like it 
I I think there may be things that that aren't grabbing us, right? This direct, like it it seemed like a nostalgia pull for like the Star Wars games for me. I'm like, yo, that's a that's a no brainer. I'll pick that up. Like, do I do I want it on the Switch? I don't know when I could play it on when I could play it on Xbox, and it'd probably be a little bit smoother, but. Also, just to have another Star Wars game. Like, if you search Star Wars on the eShop, there's 66 results that show up. I was like, that's a lot. Now, some if of them are just... A, if, if you search an H word on the eShop, there's 69 <laughs> results. And I think that's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> and most of them probably fit that description, too. <laughs> but but I, I love that, like... I th- I think Endless Ocean is going to be a pretty big deal for a lot. Like Nintendo understands that the the generation that grew up with the Wii is pretty passionate about Nintendo. Like they 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 are oh, they 30 are players online. I thought it was sixteen. You're right, Brian. Thirty. Oh, the Endless Ocean. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a passionate bunch for sure, and. But you're going to say they were super passionate about super casual games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, you know, if they're not playing Fortnite or one of the, you know, something like that, I think they still have quite the, uh, the, the Wii has quite the pull. I mean, the, the Wii music, all that kind of stuff. There's, there's, uh, people out there think Mario Kart Wii is the best Mario Kart out there. And they're just absolutely, you can't like, you can't talk, like I get nervous talking about talking poorly about Mario Kart Wii on TikTok. I just, it, it, I honestly get scared that I'll get doxxed and swatted. Like <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and that's my biggest blind spot in that franchise. And I even have four of those stupid plastic wheels. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm in the process that in club Nintendo in Japan had Mario, metal Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, like all the different wheels. And I'm like, they got to go in my, they got to go in my shrine. So like, yeah, the 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 rabbit hole I've fallen down with Mario Kart is is gonna get expensive real quick. But but no, I I do think that there was just kind of like like Penny and the uh, the breakaway or, or big breakaway. Again, I looked at it and I'm like, this is not like I have too many first party games I have not completed yet that like it. But I hate that when I look at some of these games that I'm like, there's there's blood, sweat, and tears going into this. There's like, but my t- I know my time and what I have time for, and I'm like, I I can't just go and and, and experiment or like try out some of these games that I'm I I mean we all know I'm probably not gonna complete them right. So like, but having some you know some jumping back into those classic star Wars games. I played the heck out of those things. There's a nostalgia pull for me there. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do it again, especially because they, if they had, if they had said you get battle battlefront, but no online, no way. Like what's the point? Like there's the, you, you take online away from those games and it's like, n- no, but there's a good chance I could show my boys that, Hey, these are coming out and they're going to be like, yo, when are we, when are we jumping in? You know? Cause that was like, they were playing that when they were, like super super young like that was their that was their jam so i i I did not have high expectations for this i saw you know some of the leakers were saying i was not happy with this direct like they had already seen everything or knew everything there were a few other games that caught my interest like the the unicorn game and there was another like 
like like I think it was a tactics or RPG game. Like some of them, like that, that actually looks pretty cool. Like I I love seeing like classic looking RPGs with like uh still with like some modern twists. Like Octopath has that you know just that kind of unique graphics uh style and whatnot. And so it, it seemed like a like an overall good mix. I kind of expected to see more from Sega, right? Because like crazy taxi is i guess going to be a games as a service game coming out and it's going to be like a hundred players online and you're like it's like a battle royale is crazy taxi and then there's another another side i just thought we'd see a little bit more um a little bit more from sega maybe um uh, but overall like i i think i gave it like an 8.5 i i thought it was a i, I thought it was a good time like and i think there's it it's a weird it's a weird time when we're it's pre console launch and it's like the rumors are that it, that the system got delayed uh, because they want to have more stuff ready for the launch potentially again what what do we know is real and stuff you know it when it goes to like the entire Xbox community was losing their mind for three weeks because of rumors and it's like guys go play the games instead of talking about them. Like just go, like go play held. Oh, never mind. You can't, but um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone wants them to play hell divers. Like you just yeah, brought a whole new level wants, of hate from the it. internet. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I just Nate love seeing too. all the uh, starship troopers videos on TikTok that they're incorporating oh, yeah. into this. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to get them samples, baby. Glorious. That's what it's all about. No one's about. been using Mazzy mm -hmm. Star, though. I'm a little mad about that. <laughs> the fight, the fight scene music. <laughs> Just me. But oh, yeah, we got Pokemon. We got Pokemon yeah. uh, presents. So do we, I guess, I guess that's, that's what we're kind of transitioning to here in a little bit, right? Is. Uh, what rumors have popped up on that? Is it black and, it's black chibi. and white? It's chibi. Chibi remakes of black and white. Like Pearl? Yeah, like Pearl. I'm here for it. Weren't people wanting the Let's Go style for that, though? I think people want anything other than chibi. Then, yeah. Anything other than chibi. Oh, yeah. people don't like that? People do, BDSP. People hate BDSP. See, I'm never going to be a correct Pokemon fan. I will always be wrong. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I just thought those games were boring. Like the BDSP game, I th think they were just boring. Wh what are you saying? Right. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Oh. BDSP, not BDS. <laughs> could really screw something up there. Please don't, because I was like... <laughs> I would play that Pokemon game. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> I hope I hope they're like, uh, we're not releasing any more games for the Switch because we actually need to make games that can run for the Switch too. Yeah. So we, we, we've talked with Monolith Soft and they're going to come help us learn how to make a game. <laughs> so one of the things I've been doing recently is... Uh, is the player's pulse where we get hot takes. And I know, I know there are some hot takes on this panel and, uh, <laughs> I'm honestly afraid to ask Brian cause he's going to have some of the hottest takes of all, but, uh, everything um, should be on PC. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. But you know, when it comes to, 
you know, when it comes to this next switch, you know, the, the switch to like, what, what would make you pull the trigger or what do you think it needs to be? Even if it's not good enough to make you pull the trigger, because you're just going to play halo. So I'm, I'm actually, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like they've done like a, uh, like a tick talk methodology with all of their systems. So you had like the original Nintendo, right? That came out, played 2D games. Uh, it was out super new for the time, right? Then Super Nintendo came out, and it was literally in the name a Super Nintendo. It played 2D, basically side scrollers with better graphics. Then you had the N64, they jumped into the 3D realm. And then the GameCube was just same thing. It was 3D games, but with better graphics. It was basically a Super N64. Uh, so now that we're, you know, we, Wii U, you got Switch. So Switch 2, I really do feel is, I mean, gaming is all pretty much standardized now for the most part. But it's like, it's just going to be like a Super Switch. That's what I feel it's going to be. And I'm okay with that. But I almost hope that they don't make it backwards compatible. I know marketing wise, that's total like, you know, suicide, but I would, I would really like to see games that are like for a new system versus the whole, like, let's make a game and make it compatible with like the old system and, you know, the, the phones and just like, you know, cause they never push the hardware of these systems, maybe sometimes with one or two games, but uh, I would really love to see, I mean, not just Nintendo, any any console maker for that matter, make something that's just like, hey, look, here's the new hardware. Let's make stuff for this new hardware. Let's like stop looking back. It's like it's technology, right? Technology is supposed to be pushing forward at all times, not, you know, going backwards. Like if you're going to make an old game, just make it a remake, you know, with new graphics. Uh, you're going to do that. But then they're, they're doing the- plenty of that, though. Well, you know, I mean, I know as we sat here and complained about all the remakes, right? But the, um, we're also like we're three years into this current current gen cycle. And Johnny, I think didn't you have stats for how many like PlayStation games are actually PlayStation seven, Five exclusive? There's seven PlayStation Five exclusives. This is just are, th- this generation has not like PlayStation Five is 8K compatible, but like first off, nobody has 8K TVs in their house. They're already talking about PlayStation being on the back half of its life. And games have not. It's it's hard to make a jump, I guess. The, the biggest thing is it's like we go straight from cutscene into gameplay and it's seamless and that, that they're getting better about that. But I don't know, like. Do we need a gimmick or, or is it does it just need to be do we want parity with the other systems? I think that's the thing, like, they, they do want to make, well, unless you're Sony and you only want to make games for Sony platforms, but everyone else wants to put all games everywhere, it seems like, and to do that, you have to have that parity, like you said, you know, you can't just be like, here's our crazy controller, well, it's like, well, then now it's got to be an exclusive game, because nobody else has that controller, so, um, you know, uh, yeah, I feel like the controllers are kind of standardized, right? right, two joysticks, Thumb, thumb buttons uh, or as uh, you say like uh you know thumb pads and stuff like that and it's just like i don't know <sighs> nintendo's the king of that though so that's what scares me i guess if they went totally off the rails 
and like you know it links up with you know elon's chip in your brain and that's how you play it and it's just like <laughs> you know it's like other than that though it's i don't know i don't know what you i don't know what you do with the switch too don't you uh, get it, me excited about those brain chips <laughs> yeah that that's the new switch uh but yeah i mean what do you do make it thinner no you make it bigger you go bigger you have the regular switch the switch light was a mistake nobody cared about that you get those Hall Effect joysticks in the uh, in the in the standard one. You get the Hall Effect joysticks in the bigger one. You go Super Nintendo Switch XL. You give it an eight-inch screen OLED. You give it a, a chonky battery life. You make it as powerful as like a Series S or like a, a like a uh, like a, a beefed-up PS4 Pro. And you start to compete with some of these other games. You start to bring some of that console parity back to Nintendo when they were thirsty for keeping that market share. They've got a huge market share right now. Sony's failed on the PS5 uh, for for you know the, the the sales that they've made. They're 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 keeping up, I guess, with their PS4 like traction. But I mean, they've got very little to offer this year, so I imagine their sales are probably going to drop. The 50 million that they have now are living off of second and third party content. And Xbox is already in third place. So it's not really they got to compete with that. They just got to stay ahead. And the best way to do that is to compete against the PC market right now, which has got Lenovo Go. You got like a, a, the, the Logitech G Cloud streaming platform covering that aspect of it. You got the Stream Deck OLED. Like companies are starting to take a look at these handheld systems and they're thinking, you know, this is a great market to be in. It's free. There's no one here to compete against except Nintendo. Well, Nintendo's got the IP. They just need the hardware. So if they're going to make a Switch 2, go all out, baby. Make it big. Make it beefy. Get, get me interested in it. You know, get the 40-year-olds off the couch walking around down to the laundromat to go go play their, their Zeldas and their Pokemons and stuff. Playing Halo Go? I want to play Halo Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do. That's that's what the Switch should aspire to become is something bigger than just what their current market is because their market is starting to get a little a little bit of second cousin syndrome and they just need to start like getting some other people into their group here. We need to start getting some fresh blood into the ecosystem. We just got to wait like 10 years, right? And then Apple will be on Apple Vision 5 or 6 and we'll be living in Ready Player One at that point. Right? Yeah, but it'll cost $10 million because it's an Apple product. <laughs> Josh knows about that. It's okay. Minimum wage will go up to make to take care of that. <laughs> if, that if that's the only thing you have to buy, though, like I'd, I'd drop the $3,500 if that was the only thing I had to buy and it played everything. I mean, that's... What, you're talking like if it was like Ready Player One? Yeah. Well, I think it cost a quarter, didn't it? Well, it was free if you in Ready Player One, but they were also living in Dust Bowl type times two or whatever. It's it also fictional book, Brian. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it was free because that's how you went to school, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like, well, like Logan said, uh, Nintendo has the market share. They have, uh, I mean, they're hot right now, right? So, I mean, they outsold they, Sony and Japan for the first time in forever, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, throw some Xbox games on there, you're good to go. They would have a free shot at this holiday if they if they released it this holiday. But they're not going to because they're dumb. 
Are they dumb or are they looking to capitalize on a slow season for 2025 with a big hit game that they know that if they just sit there and polish it the way they did uh, Tears of the Kingdom, that it's going to get nines and tens out the gate? It's like you said, there's no pressure. They have no competition. So there's no pressure this year either. Like Helldivers came out of nowhere. Rebirth comes out here next week. But Xbox doesn't really have anything on the horizon. And place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill out. (laughs) Chill out. What's on the horizon for Xbox? We have like five first party titles coming out this year. Avowed. That looks pretty good. I think Xbox is in a good spot. I know people say that yeah, like the Netflix, the Netflix right. of gaming, but I think they're more like the blockbuster Avowed. video of gaming because Hellblade Two. You have to buy their games on other systems. You're still Indiana buying Jones. Them. Oh, Indiana! Yeah, Indiana Jones. We got uh, is that Aura is that summer? Untold coming out? Uh, it's 2024 right now. Visions of Mana is coming out. Game Pass Day One. That's a Switch Two game. We got a ton. And pl- so PlayStation doesn't have any first party. No, they new, announced that right. New or no existing, no announced party. first party, and and the uh, the the stuff for multiplayer Last of Us got canceled. I and honestly think Sony was. Mario Kart. I, I think Sony was banking on Last of Us as a game as a service, it's something that would like. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at Twitch right now based on viewership. From what I from what I know, just based on like without without looking anything up, the first the first you guys aren't gonna believe this console exclusive game is Mario Golf Super Rush. Who's playing it? There's probably one like there's big one playing person it. playing it that has five thousand viewers. Yeah. Okay. But that's, I mean, that's crazy. The next one, cheesy, is Splatoon 3. Well, like it's a side order it just right had now. DLC, and, but it's yeah. still probably only like 2,000. 4,000. So, okay. but yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I'm not, but then, then after that is Final Fantasy Rebirth, right? Which is, that's a, that's a, is that PlayStation and PC? No, or, just, it's, no it's just, PlayStation. just PlayStation. So probably like in a year, maybe if it becomes a PC. Did remake come out on PC? I believe so. We have, or maybe some version. We have some version of the remake on there now. <laughs> I just don't know exactly what we have. Uh, my point is that when you look through this list, the majority of these games are are battle pass games. You know. Like, and what's, what's crazy? At? You know the top of the list. What Hell do you guys think the number right one now, game is? GTA. Yeah, sixty-eight point seven thousand people are. Oh, that's following. Thirty point seven thousand people. Yep. are watching Hell Divers right now. Grand Theft Auto would be much one. higher if people could actually get in. They just they just raised the they, server cap to seven hundred thousand, and, and, and they, they and they're kicking probably AFC still not players. enough. Probably still not enough. I, I I came home right at at five thirty my time and I booted it up. I was gonna go upstairs and do some stuff and I loaded right in. I didn't have any queue today when the I game's got already home. dead because everybody's done with it. 
it, was, I, I think the splash screen changed though. Like there was a, a the, the opening splash screen says Sony Studios now, and I don't think it did that before. So they changed the splash screen, and I think they added some AFK kicking, and yep. it it seems to be better. But have you even seen the numbers of how many like Nate put nobody on PlayStation is playing Helldivers? Like the percentage of PlayStation owners playing Helldivers versus PC is like it. Th- the numbers are crazy. Like oh, from, from what I, I, I saw, a lot of people are just moving away from console. Like mm-hmm. I, I think the difference is, is that PlayStation players aren't aren't born and bred off of like multiplayer games the way like Xbox players are. So you're you're talking to like a completely foreign demographic when it comes to this kind of a thing. Like if this was a third person action adventure over the shoulder game on PlayStation, like Final Fantasy is, I guarantee you those numbers are going to be way different compared to Helldivers. Steam sees all the all the awesomeness that is that and Twitch streamers will jump on that immediately to be able to like say like this is a really fun game. So PlayStation fans are going to get into it once they realize like Oh, this is something I should be playing, but their their whole like culture is so such a, a different like beast to kind of to even like use Helldivers as a good way to gauge whether or not it's successful for PlayStation. Well, if some of the soldiers were voiced by Nolan North and Troy Baker, they'd be all over. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Put Joel in there. Yeah. I I mean. I think it's I think it's gaming as a whole. Like, you know, Sony has come out and said that that they're they're game development's eating their lunch, right? Like, it's it's the 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 ROI isn't there for these for these single player games. I think Microsoft ends up winning in the long run because they're seeing that like the devs are going to make more money. They're going to make plenty of money by being. And when I say the Netflix, you know, Brian, like you were talking about a little bit, like I I'm thinking Netflix when they put blockbuster out of business kind of thing, right? Like when they, they were the only one, like remember when we had to put our, the disc in the weed, to stream Netflix. And that was the, like some of the first streaming that was available to anything. And like who didn't have or want Netflix at that time, it was like it, it, everybody, everybody wanted that. And, you know, Nintendo is almost like the anomaly right now because there's, there's a, a, a lot of middle-aged gamers that are still keeping them, keeping them going. And they've still done very well with, they're still doing very well with the, with the younger market. Whereas as PlayStation has kind of got like, they're almost kind of very, they're, I don't want to say the word as everybody will take a drink, but they're it's it's it. it's kind of got niche you know like like the the walking simulator the very cinematic and they're they're finding that the cost the cost to do that is not is well yeah if you only sell 10 million copies of spider-man 2 and you don't turn a profit or barely turn a profit on a 300 something million dollar yeah production of a game like that that would easily sell on steam xbox and they would they would definitely make their money, but it, if it does come to PC, PlayStation fanboys lose their lunch and go kind of crazy. Lose and their minds. I think. Yeah. Well, 
I think the issue okay. here is is that a lot of people have to try and and feel like their investment in the consoles is is important, right? Like when when Xbox says that they're going to be bringing their content to other games or other consoles like Nintendo Switch, Xbox, Xbox fanboys, we lose our mind because we're not. I don't care if people actually want to play uh, Pentiment or or Grounded on the Switch. That just means either more players for me or more people checking out a studio that uh, Xbox owns, which means they'll probably be invested in the content, which means their games will probably sell better. For me, at least, it's all about: Am I going to be losing hardware because they aren't aren't justifying the reason why you should buy an Xbox by having exclusives? If that's the case, does that jeopardize this, the the security of the digital library that I have? you know granted access to in the in the foreseeable future in three am i going to miss out on some of the really cool features that that hardware brings the switch brings uh fantastic features as far as like being able to pick up and move your console from one room to the next and just throw it in a dock and you immediately get it right then and there xbox has the ability to have some of the best uh cross save um across their their consoles like you just open up a game on one you close it you'll go over to your other room you pick it back up the saves a lot better than playstation where you have to log into the games upload it download it and i'll like to just play final fantasy 7 remake on the ps5 version i had to log back into ps4 version upload the most recent save log back into ps5 version download the save and then start like it yeah, but the, but, but PlayStation has like one of the one of the most innovative uh, like uh, like little techniques that are going on with their controller. They're the only ones that are investing heavily in VR. That's a console manufacturer. Looking at what Josh is talking about, the best way for Sony to address the fact that their games cost so much but are not breaking in as much money as they need, they need to you know uh, change the scope of what those games are, shorten them, keep them at the price that they are, but just make you know more investments in there and then bring their games out to other manufacturers to be able to have those games available to a broader audience especially with pc you're you're talking like hundreds of millions of pcs possible to be able to have access to this game compared to the 50 million people on on console it just makes sense to try and pull in money that way as opposed to like okay well sorry guys we're gonna have to raise the price of games up to 80 dollars to try and make up for it because not enough people bought the last generation of games well and the other the other factor and i'm going to get a couple of these chats here is like you know nate says we see it all the time logan microsoft is always almost too forward thinking when it's uh it's scary for people i see sony following suit at a slower pace of course sony is starting to do pc like microsoft did years ago right yep. and but i think one of the disconnects for sony i i think is they lost the young they they lost the younger generation to a certain extent i mean ratchet yeah. and clank but like when you think like when any of us think about playstation at its origin ape escape crash sly cooper right yeah. there's Car- like cartoon cartoony third person adventure games trying to take on mario the same way sega did right like but but then now it's like you say PlayStation, you think Last of Us, you think Horizon, you like God of War. It's yeah, it's and and they had a good they had a good mix for the longest time, but then they that's why when I say they're niche, like obviously they're selling a ton of consoles and stuff. It's not but like but like most Sony fans kind of like fall into a certain category of like I'm gonna play 
these these cinematic uh, style games. There's not there's not anything there's not anything wrong with that, but Sony doesn't have a lot to fall back on as far as like, you know, Nate said in the chat, Mario wonder beats out Spider-Man. That's crazy. But again, install base, well, install base, but even just nostalgia, right? I mean, Mario is going to move units because of the brand loyalty. And if you were on Twitter, you think, Oh, well, Sony fans are just, that is such a small number of actual PlayStation owners. Because what right? do they have? 30, like, 32 million units? 50 like now. That. Is it 50? Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a that's a massive number for the amount of people that are, you know, on Twitter screaming into the void or whatever. Like, it's, it's, it, and at the end of the day, I mean, if you guys go and watch, like, if you got Paramount Plus or something, go watch Console Wars. Go, or go read Console Wars. Like, the suits and ties that are behind this trying to turn a profit <laughs> it's it's an entirely different world go on netflix watch the toys that made us and listen to the way that these suits and ties talk about like yo transformers was nothing more than a commercial to sell toys to kids like that's like they weren't trying to tell stories to like move a generation they were trying to move a product you didn't well, cry when Optimus prime died uh, bro i did I did. I did. I like, I was next to my cool no, uncle story. and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't shed a tear right now, but what is happening? My life is ending, you know? And suits and ties at WB are probably scratching their head going, what the hell? Why does Helldivers have all the success against our game that we spent nine years developing and through hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever, people don't enjoy shooting the purple blobs? And no, people don't like killing their heroes. True. It, the, Are we talking it was about bad, the new Star Wars bad front. <laughs> <laughs> But like, all these suits look at something. The, the 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 video game space has gone from the the three month turnaround that we had for ET, which was the downfall of video games. I think it was, wasn't that game developed in like three, three months or something like that. It was very short yeah. turnaround. Yes. Yeah. To now that it's we're, what used to be what a three year cycle for a call of duty to be decent. And it, it used to be two, right? They were doing every, every other year and it was two different studios. And then it moved to three with support studios in play. And now we look, we don't even know what the status of Perfect Dark is on a studio that they spun up from the the beginning. But then you also, on the other hand, look at um, Kojima, and he probably had a loyal following that he was able to pull from, from Konami when he left and spun up a studio pretty quickly and now is working on dropping his second game from that studio this year with games three and four already loaded in the chamber, starting to to work on them and on, on different platforms too. And, and, and that, and dust training has already come out on PC and PlayStation, but like the, they're chasing trends that are well behind and just let just, tr- instead of suits directing, what they think is appropriate use of funds to get higher return for shareholders. Like let the creatives make what they want to make 
And if they make a game that people resonate with, like an ODST style game that people just drop down, have fun with their friends, it doesn't matter if you die, you're having fun, you still get rewarded. And you're not having a, they're, they're microtransactions in Helldivers, but it's not shoved down your throat and they're not outrageously priced and you can get a decent amount of the stuff that's you're paying for with in-game currency that you're earning. Just the, the market is so saturated right now. You can't chase all this stuff and try to get in isn't, isn't there like $70 armor in Diablo. Um, that was that was a misnomer because it came with like forty bucks worth of currency. I thought it okay. was Fortnite that recently had like twenty five or f- someone said something about how like the DLC is more expensive than the actual game. The, the DLC is the turtles more. were kind of expensive. I mean, it was th- there's uh, expensive skins in Fortnite, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, see, I think that's where Nintendo's unique in that they. They um, they're not well. For one, like we were saying, they they market towards. I guess I said it in the Discord the other day that like Kirby, it's for stupid weak babies. <laughs> I misspoke. Yes, Johnny, Johnny, I misspoke. Johnny agrees. I misspoke. <laughs> they're not stupid, but <laughs> they they market to the kids, right? So then, as you grow up, you like Josh said, you have nostalgia for for this game. That's you know, oh, I love Mario. I love. Kirby, I guess, or you know, I love Metroid, and then you you grow up, and then a new one comes out, and and you still want to play, it. so you still want to be like a Nintendo fan. But like with PlayStation, it's like a lot of the fans that I that I knew for PlayStation, like they loved the football games, they loved you know a Call of Duty or something, but that's it. They weren't like Sony fanboys. So, but it's like you become a Sony fan when you're like in your twenties or something like that, you know. So it's just. If they're waiting around for people to fall in love with their product, it's it's too late. You know, you, mm-hmm. you've kind of lost to the Nintendo fanboys who have been there since day one, since they were little kids. Uh, and then they have kids and they want their kids to play those games. I'm looking at Crawler. And, you know, so it's just like it's it's a good repeating cycle for Nintendo, you know, and they, they don't have to chase trends because um, they create just fun games. And they have shareholders that they have to answer to, yes. But I think um, it's kind of slightly different. They kind of have like it's you know they're it's like Japanese shareholders. They don't they don't care about those trends like you guys were saying. It's like like oh, there's a trend next week. Okay, cool. It's going to be gone in a week. Whatever. We're we're going to make what we make, and we're going to market to who we market to. And it's a recipe that's been working since like 1985. So um, you know, yeah, they're they're in an amazing spot right now, and I. I don't know. I, I'm excited for the Switch 2, whatever that may hold. I think Cheesy made a really good point earlier in the episode that kind of uh, calls out about Nightcrawler's um, comment about why not let the, the creators create. One of the things that, that we brought up earlier is, is that no one really is too interested in new IP too often. Like it, it takes something very special for a new IP to really stick I got to review um, Immortals of Avium last year. That game did not do well, but that was a really good game. And and it was operating on Unreal 5. It was like cutting edge for that engine. And no one cared because it's a new IP and it came out during a time when Armored Core and a bunch of other games were coming out around the time that were more anticipated. And it's like, 
if you let the creators make it, that doesn't always guarantee that gamers are going to actually buy it because we are creatures of habit. It's why we have walls of nostalgia behind us that let us know, like, this is what is safe. This is what's good to buy into. And that's why we do it. That's why Nintendo has done so well. It's because they continue to dip into that well of, what do you know? You know Mario. You know Zelda. You know Metroid. You know, well, maybe not Star Fox, <laughs> RIP. But those are the those are the things that people want. So why not just give them that in slightly different flavors? You know, just add Board a little cake. cilantro. Yeah. Well, and Nate's talking about Titanfall 2. Like, Titanfall 2 got... Sabotage by EA. So hard. Um, So many different angles. (laughs) But like, as well, like, I I know the the record industry has pushed like artists to uh, create a song that is clippable or uh, pushable on TikTok and the other short form content. Mm -hmm. I feel like Helldivers is memeable and that's what got some traction for it. Uh, I mean, I know my TikTok feed is kind of just full of people. It, it helps that it's satirical against, like, yeah, I think, uh, I think the... <laughs> yeah, but I think like... it's it's very self aware, and that's yeah. been helping it. Like, Suicide Squad was not self aware. Like, that was no. like, oh yeah, we got a superhero game that we actually kill the Justice League, and people are like, well, I don't want to play that. And I think Josh posted a a tweet, I think, in our Discord that was like um Pal World and Helldivers for the same price as just kill the Justice League. And it's like it's eating its lunch like handedly on Steam just with concurrent play. Like Pal World is number two all time on concurrent players. Well they just they just said it was twenty five million players. Uh so it was like fifteen million on, on Steam and then ten on, on uh Xbox all time all time peak concurrent on Steam for Power World is 2,101,867 and it's second I mean that, behind PUBG. That got they they put guns in Pokemon hands and like that's that's all they did. There, yeah. It wasn't and and I think Helldiver, Helldivers is a better Helldivers is at 20 right now on all time. It's number 2 currently right now with 362,000 people playing. Um but with the if the server numbers had been able to capitalize this weekend, uh, who knows where that would be on the list? But like, a fun experience outweighs just a a, a manufactured like this is what you need. This is we're telling you what you need to play. Like, people aren't going to respond to that. Yeah, I think fun and art direction because. You go for the best graphics in the world, and it's just like, well, two systems from now, those graphics are going to look like garbage. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to some random game I was playing recently, like Wind Waker, how it's 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 cartoony, and at the time, I know it got slammed hard. Mm-hmm. But then now you look at it, and you're like, dude, this still looks good. Like It right. it's just still looks good. It's because it was like the art style, the art direction, it stands the test of time. And then same thing with fun. Uh, Nate mentioned Titanfall 2. Up until recently, I was playing that game every day, every day. And I just, it's an old game. It's like, but it's just fun. It's, it's, I think it's built off the steam, the, uh, with the half-life two engine or something like that. Like it's graphics aren't the best, but it's, uh, and again, going back to like Nintendo, it's, that's what Nintendo does, right? Fun, good art direction. 
uh, Splatoon, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll joke around all day about how Splatoon 2 is DLC for Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 3 is just DLC for Splatoon 2. And <laughs> it, but it, it's, you know, it's not the best graphics, you know, but it's it's good art direction and it's just fun to play. It's got that that really fun uh, like game loop. Um, I can't wait. It's, for got, a, it's got a matrix simulator now. You're just living yeah, in the matrix. The, in uh, Side Order has cool. I like that aesthetic. Yeah. It's it's funny, like this Helldivers conversation. So many people are talking about ODST, right? And how Halo could have made something like this. W- looking at at Helldivers, I think Gears would be a great uh, a great series for a game similar to that. You're but literally also, closing up bug holes, and that's like you close. And they have it. They have a hammer of dawn too. Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't. I mean, I know nothing. I've only seen a few clips here and there about Hell, of Hell Divers, right? But I also think Metroid could thrive in a world like this, where we, you build your own bounty hunter and play along with Samus as like an NPC, right? And do like strikes similar to Destiny Federation Force live and, action or uh, but live service. Uh, yeah, I think, but <laughs> but good. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So I think Josh, they should put Metroid on other platforms. That should be the one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was something Xbox. that we talked about on communication era this week is like, if there's any Nintendo IPs to go to other platforms, like maybe Metroid has a chance. Put, put, uh, put Samus's ship and, uh, Fox's, um, ship, the R wing in Microsoft flight simulator. Oh DLC. my God. That's it. There it is. Mm-hmm. But they, you won't be able to see it on Xbox. <laughs> but you'll know you'll know <laughs> yeah, you'll know this is, it says Samus and ship you know it's Samus and ship. <laughs> no i was gonna say uh josh uh, way back in the day i remember like pro- i don't know which podcast but you talked about it saying like why why isn't there like a, a halo rpg where you start off like as a, a space marine yeah, yeah and then yeah. you become like an odst and then right. you know like You'd level up, you know, and become, you know, a, a Spartan. Uh, maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I think that's something that could lend itself to the the Metroid universe. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Did she start off as this complete total BA? That's what know, Other M is. Other M is a like an origin story for her, I think. Yeah, start off, start off as a cadet, you know, work your way up. Yeah. Well, every game they strip you of your powers and you got to go find them again. <laughs> well, level one, you'll have everything. And then, you know, you'll like hit your head against the wall and then you got to like forget. You know, like have bed down to get on your hands and knees to crawl under something. And then you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be your blaster arm to, falls you'll, off. You'll have to flip the console and you'll bend down like there's there'll be <laughs> yeah. some type of motion control. It, it's those risks that I would love to see Nintendo take with, you know, to 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 see to see other hunters like, or other bounty hunters running around in a world like Helldivers, I think would be, I think it would be a, a, amazing. Like there's it at some point they're going to have to dip their toes. Sony tried with last of us and Bungie shut it down, but like, and maybe it's going to be Mario Kart. Maybe that's the safer choice for them to like, you know, put out the full game and then do a, a games as a service you know, where there's a battle pass and you can keep unlocking, but like, and again, because I mean, you know, how's Helldivers doing, doing over, you know, on the East? Is it, is it, are they 
Are they playing it over there? Is it is is it as popular? Is it people aren't you know, playing PlayStation over there? They aren't. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It, it's just such. It's a strange time for for games, and it's just if the, Nintendo is proving time and time again that like you can have like they told their developers for Wonder you have no time limit. Create like it was like create what you create, and then and then we'll put it out. And even that was like. It was so good that we couldn't get in that we were like, we need more. You know, it was a regular sized Mario game, but we needed we were like, can you double this, please? Like, like, can we get can we get more of that? And I mean, and it goes down and I we we won't we won't un unravel this this uh this mess of uh um uh but it's I think the, the dopamine hits that we get from gaming. It's not the same as it used to be. And it has nothing to do with gaming. It has everything to do with things like TikTok and, and shorts and social media. And like, where do we like games used to be an event. We go to midnight releases and hang out with all the other people that were so excited to like, you know, I talked to a guy today that was, he played this, uh, Oh, I just closed Twitch. It, it just came out. It's something like something epoch or something like that. Like, Oh yeah. The Diablo killer. Yeah. Yeah. Last he epoch. Play- yeah, he played it for 16 hours. I'm like, I can't think of the last time that like I was so stoked for a game that I like put 16 like, you know, 16 oh, oh. hours into it. How old so, is this guy? And how many kids does he have? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he's 64 and he's retired. You leave him yeah. alone. No, he I mean, he works at the UPS store and he's in his 40s and he loves Empire oh, Strikes okay. Back. So it was like I was just like, you know, but it we, 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 we live in such a time now that it's like, you can't, there's no longer that excitement of like, I'm buying these complete in box old fat old games, like opening them, taking the book out, like reading, reading the instruction guide on the way home. Yep. Now it's, now it's just like, Oh, I, I bought a couple of games. I might open them. They're in my collection now. Like it, it doesn't have the same, like, and what what really was eye opening for me is when I jumped into time trials with Mario Kart and I started like really racing my ghost and I was like, "Yo, this feels like how gaming felt, a, like back in the day." Where I'm like, I'm really excited about what I'm doing right now and how I'm like, like I'm just losing myself. And you know, I watch. I mean, even like watching my kids and stuff, like they're never bored. I, there's a there's a video going viral right now about how people are never bored they're never left just, just to themselves any longer like and it was like those those moments made the special times more special and that's when you know that's when that's and i think a lot of people are trying to get back to that it's like i want i want to feel that again and it's like i don't know that we ever really will i mean i think there's still times where you're able to have those dopamine hits with gaming i don't know if it's all like TikTok and of course everything is different just because it's the future versus the past but even back then gaming was still fairly new so we were excited to learn more of how this game works or like playing Wind Waker I mean that was that was amazing you know and now we kind of have all the same stuff for me like the Plucky Squire looks like a, a breath of fresh air because of all the new mechanics that they're going to have you playing in 2d and then jumping out 
into 3D and you know whatever else is involved in that game. I just think that for me right now, that's an early contender for game of the year. Mm. Even though we still haven't really seen that much of it, I just think it's really inventive. I think the arranger game that they showed during the direct, every time that you move like the whole map that you're on, it it's like a puzzle and it moves with it. So you have to figure out ways to move around the map so you're not running into certain things. So I think it's just that gaming it's just kind of like we're we're just used to all the mechanics and there's not a lot that's like new we could always change the color of of like climbable rocks to yellow <laughs> yeah yellow yeah. Oh, from yellow on yellow, yellow. We're, we're, blue. we're going out of we're getting away from yellow we're going pink hey there yeah. you go you get a deal make with them like flash. That would be good. Flash. Just make them red for all the red green colorblind people, and then they won't know. Yeah, climate. To be honest, like the hardest game ever. <laughs> I think even though we kind of talked about it a little bit, Endless Ocean uh, may not be like the most riveting gameplay. Jeff Grubb had a tweet that really kind of sold me on it, and I I think everybody's trying to get back to those Animal Crossing days, but he was like endless ocean during the covid days that would have done so well and like i want to go back to that so if it is you want to go back to covid oh man if it is a relaxing animal crossing (laughs) (laughs) um i just i don't know can we throw johnny out i mean it's been come on you set it up you set it up I want to pick up this uh, this chat from Sub Zippo. It says Nintendo has tried to cater to the short attention spans. Look at Power Moons and Odyssey and the shrines in the in the last two Zeldas. And I mean that's that that's a great point with the way those you know the way those games are played. Like they're they're kind of bite sized. You can pick them up, put them down. It's like they they they're they're kind of made for a mobile system in a way. And uh, you know I I've, I've been I did those four sages and now I have been doing nothing but shrines. And that's been, that's been super enjoyable. And like, you know, and I think, you know, as far as like the, like the dopamine conversation, everything, I think for me, I kind of had a break honestly from gaming and now it feels kind of fresh and like enjoyable again. And part of that break was just because I was just like, just grinding so hard and working, working so many hours. But but I think that break for me was, was good, like good when it comes, because now I'm like, I kind of, I want to play again. I want to just like relax and, and, and have fun with it. Uh, but it just, it also just gets me thinking all the time. I'm like, how, how come I can't get as, and, and maybe it's cause I'm not a kid anymore, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, but I mean, but it was like that with everything as a kid, especially growing up in the eighties, it was like, you go to the movies, you go out to dinner. Those things were like, that was not something you, you did all that, all that often. Yeah. Those, those were, those were definitely events. And so I don't know. I think, I think as an adult, like those kind of moments for us now are things like going on vacations, Mm -hmm. uh, having breaks off from work, you know, and it's, it's no longer as, as simple to, to do that with games because we've, we've had so many experiences in games. So, so indies are really those little things that are kind of like, Oh, they're doing something that is so outside of the box that only an indie could pull this off because there's no way people are going to want to spend $70 on a, a mechanic that they can't comprehend because 
I would I would argue that a large majority of gamers are just casual gamers that when they get home, they just want to decompress. They don't want to actually have to think about the game that they're playing. They just want to experience something that they feel like they have control over. And to Cheesy's point, something like Endless would do really well because those are chat room games. Those are those ones where you get on with your friends, you all sit in just a, in a voice chat and you just, you know, decompress with them about what you're doing and you're just looking for point A to point B to go do something or check something out and see if somebody found something fun. And that's something that I think could do really well for a Switch if you have friends come over with their Switch and you're all sitting in a room together, just kind of like saying, okay, well, let's go over to this coral reef. Let's go see if we can make some, have some fun and see if we can stir up some trouble with some eels or something, see who we can get bitten. Like those days when we were scared of the eel in in Mario 64. You know, weird stuff like that. And to that point, like, I think, I think for me, the, the, the times that I get the most excited about gaming is when there's buzz from the community, right? And, and every, like animal, like what Jeff said about endless ocean, Mm -hmm. when everyone was playing animal crossing, it was so much fun. Yeah. Like except for the airport stuff. Yeah. I mean, I get it. That, That was like, it was like. But I mean, when I would stream Animal Crossing, I set up a switch light with a southern hemisphere and people would just go and visit that constantly. And then other, I would just play and do my stuff on my island. But like everybody was talking about it, you know, like when when Celeste got announced and that and then everybody was playing that like that was a there was there were certain moments throughout the Switch's life cycle where it was like certain games were kind of like like pinnacle games that like everybody was talking about, everybody was excited about it. And that's where I think the disappointment comes from like directs and whatnot is when, when it's like, yeah, there's something kind of for everybody, but there's not that one thing for, for everyone that everyone is like, like there's just a ton of buzz, like just a ton of buzz, like hell divers right now is that, that like that game that's kind of buzzing, but not, you don't think Star Wars will be that Star Wars. Yeah, you don't think that the Battlefront collection will bring in people considering it's it's all three platforms, all four platforms if you want to get technical. I, I think it'll I think it'll bring in a a a, a niche like a like flash, a small like yeah, I honestly think like Power World look at it. There's 7,000 people watching it on Twitch right now. Like it came and went, right? Like but that moment was still pretty cool. Helldivers and I don't know how like the long tail on that game, but like that they have only like very open. We're only like very open ended what they can do because it it, there's a there's a galactic map and you're fighting a war on two fronts and it's the community as a whole is yeah for now the community as a whole is contributing to the defense and the the conquest Mm -hmm. of those two fronts, but. There's a conquest icon on Super Earth, and there's also a North and South that we can have other factions come in, and there there's lots I think that can come with that game. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, Josh. Like we go from like flavor of the week to flavor of the week. Like Power World was the flavor of the week. Helldivers is now the flavor of the week. Week and like I why can't like why not just enjoy them for when they're 
the flavor of the week. Like Pal World mm-hmm. was a blast to play when it when everybody was talking about it. Even Tears of the Kingdom with all the Korok stuff. Like that was hilarious for for a couple mm-hmm. weeks where everybody right. was like torturing Koroks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, we'll see it throughout the year. Who knows what the next one's going to be? Probably probably Princess Peach's Showtime. Everybody's going to be playing it and everybody's going to be <laughs> I just connected the dots. <laughs> People were the the flavor of the week is torturing things. You got Koroks, you got pals, <laughs> you got other hell divers. Mm-hmm. You just need to find out what game is the game that you can go torture something, and then that will be the next flavor of the week. Well, you got Animal Crossing where you're hitting people with a net. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And Tears of the Kingdom was, I think, special for getting into the the flavor. Not that it was special for getting. Everyone was going to kind of play it. It it was what 20 million 18 million sold in that first like month but a single player game to have uh memeable stuff like that that that, that's rarer like it's usually dependent on goofing off with your buddies doing stupid stuff that kind of makes those memeable kind of yeah probably you're right i think if it's a memeable game like that will do well Power World was big memes. Let's just Pokemon mm-hmm. stones. But this is something that Johnny talked about uh, this week on our show is that even though Power World, like I brought up the fact that Power World had so many players and that's what everybody was talking about. And now we don't really see anybody talking about it anymore. Johnny brought up the point that there are still people that are playing it and enjoying it. And that's what you're supposed to be doing with a game. Like 201,000 on Steam right now. There's still people that are playing Animal Crossing. You know, those are the loyal fans that that that's their game. That's what they found. And just thinking about, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier, like if we could go back to when we were kids and we could just play that same game over and over again. Like I know for me, I played uh, Mario Sunshine. I don't think I even beat it when I was younger. But I just loved the music. I loved the atmosphere. I would play the first couple of levels over and over, but I just thought it was a really unique game. And that was maybe nobody was playing it and or they learned how broken it was. But uh, that was my game that I could escape to. And kind of what Logan was saying is like, we don't look for those escapes anymore because our escapes is like going on vacation or doing something that we haven't in a really long time. But when we were kids, you would just go into this other world. And that was like your time away from school and your parents and whatever else you had going on. Excise them. YouTube said, uh, you know, Nintendo has the power with their franchises. There's, there's not as many third parties that have such prolonged fanfare for so many years, um, after their games come out. And, uh, it's it's true and i and i think i think looking back on the life the life of the switch smash and the new character reveals that would constantly yeah. come out it was buzz right i think it's it's more than just the having the the games coming out knowing what's coming out so that we can be be playing them but it was like and and again it's going to be dependent on the community that you're involved in we were heavily involved in the smash community so like that that I doubled the size of my discord with, with, with smash bros, you know? So like everybody was hyped when, when, when that stuff was happening and that's that, that it's those moments. I think when I really think about it is what, uh, 
what what I'm what what I'm missing right now with all these remakes and stuff is just that there's there's a bunch of different little little pockets of excitement for different people for different for different games, but like we're not we're not all talking about one one like, particular game. What do you do? I'm gonna bring in uh, movies here for a second, but like mm-hmm. Disney just announced that they are releasing or they're making Zootopia two. Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, and some other movies. And people are like, oh, why so many sequels? Where are the original movies? And it's like, they just had an original Wish just movie. flopped, didn't Wish, it? And it flopped. Yeah, so like, like, the last three years was original and flopped. So what are you supposed to do? Like, yeah. how do you get people to love IPs? I love Splatoon. And it's crazy to think that next year it will be 10 years old, but... That was an IP on the Wii U that somehow survived and it's Nintendo took a chance on it and it did really well. It's doing well in Japan. So it's like you still want them to dabble in the idea of making new IP, but you just have no idea if it's going to sell well. And and I, I mean, I think Nintendo is probably the ones to do it, even though arms what, only sold like three million copies i mean that's still so more good. than metroid 2.5 yeah that's still a um pretty good number for a new ip i think if they did like arms 2 and they gave it a story mode or whatever maybe that would get more people excited but i don't know i think uh <laughs> nintendo's really good at uh this next there's, there's a so there's a movie I can't remember which one it is but um there's a scene between Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and one of them tells the other one he's like you got to make the art flick and then you got to make the blockbuster the art flick and then the blockbuster you know you got to alternate and then one of them says like I forget which one it is but he's like yeah which one was reindeer games so he's like, he's like you got to bring that up but no Nintendo's really good about like the remaster and then the original IP yeah and then okay the sequel and. Yeah, I mean they they have a good split, and obviously not all of them take off like arms. You know, it's a uh, or you know it's it, but you, you got to do that because if you never do that, yeah. then all we're gonna get is sequels, and then they will be stagnant, and then it's gonna be like, oh, what happened to Nintendo? Like all they do is come out with a Mario game once a year now. It's stupid. Why buy a Switch? And then they also sometimes squander the good faith that people had. Look at the sports titles that have come out on the Switch that that has taken whatever goodwill they had pokemon games well poke that's not made by nintendo stop perpetuating that that lie whoa nintendo (laughs) shill calm down (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean we we didn't get anything as good as what we had with mario golf on 3ds like that was like where is that quality i know the i don't know if with arms like you can't google it you can't google <laughs> that's arms. actually you just google arms yeah yeah it's like on the fourth page you you can't yeah yeah no i was gonna say is like I don't, think nintendo's grasped... <laughs> I don't know if nintendo's quite grasped the like that live service thing and that like like with the sports titles because we're so used to sports titles on other consoles and yeah it's like there's events there's there's yeah dlc or whatever you know there's a new season comes out so the player gets upgraded yeah they i i don't know they, they just haven't figured that out yet so it's kind of really hard to get a nintendo sports game and go like 
where's the updates? Where's the new the new golf courses? Where's and Nintendo's like, I put out a quality product. What more do you want? You know, and it's like you, yeah, you can do that with an, a Mario game. You can't do that with a sports game. Yeah, I still think that their live service game should be Star Fox. Just all of us flying around, just shooting down other ships. Like I think that would be great for that series. And then racing in the F Zero races yeah. in our off yeah. time because they're part of the same universe. <laughs> yep. I wanted to mention this earlier. We can kind of wrap up on this because we're almost at the two hour mark. But Mario had a movie come out, and then Mario games sold like crazy. Yep. Spider Man came out, and that game was barely profitable, featuring the same main character. And I find I wonder if there's Sony execs that are like, what? Why did well they were they're marketing it with Madam Web. Doesn't that have like a 12 or something like that on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes? <laughs> yeah. If that. Well, I, uh, I mean, I think I was annoyed that they didn't release Mario Wonder earlier, like in the right. year. It should have been right next to the Mario movie. Yeah, but they sold Deluxe. Like the Mario Del- U Deluxe went went ham. Like everybody bought that game. Apparently it like just kept climbing the ranks of... Uh, mm-hmm. And and how how was the Donkey Kong Kingdom like tracks around in the movie? How was that not turned into a course for yeah. Mario yeah. Kart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be the next DLC. Right, right. Yeah. But I think to Mario that point, when was the last when was the last Mario movie? What the John Leguizamo movie? <laughs> like <laughs> no, Chris, Chris. Are you mean talking before the Chris? Well, yeah, I'm talking one? before this one. Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about this one. Like, no, 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 no. like you know, like um, that's what I'm saying though. Like, so this one came out. It's, but it's it's more like the game. It, it's like more you could say yeah. true to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spider-Man stuff, you know, like I I think um, I mean, how many Spider-Man movies are there? Like a million at this point. Did we right. see this? Oh, well, there was Sonic? a Spider-Man movie. Oh, with Sonic. Did we did like, we see like sales and and for like Sonic Frontiers and Sonic All Stars and all those that? Those are always did, zero. Did those get psyched at all? Like, did, was there one dude that was like, "Man, I really liked Jim well, Carrey. I think I'm going to go check out these games." The, <laughs> the Shadow game coming. When is the Knuckles uh, show? So? The Knuckles show comes out in like April, and then I think the third Son- Sonic, the Sonic movie comes out Shadow, this year. It comes well, out. Sonic holiday. and Shadow come out in. In like autumn, I think is what they said. They didn't even give a date. They gave a a season. Um, and Shadow was teased at the end of the Sonic movie too. Yeah. So maybe there's another teaser about uh, Shadow in the Knuckles show that mm-hmm. then leads into the movie, and that can. Well, that, we also they, saw they it, can like, ride do, that hype as well. We also saw it do well with Last of Us. Like when Last of Us came out, I think yeah. the the game shot up to like number one on Amazon or something. Well, we got fallout coming out soon on prime and then they just had the trailer for borderlands. Sony squandered twisted metal. That game's supposed to be a twisted metal game coming out soon. I think that was well. And and that show sitting on the probably least liked or known streaming platform with Peacock. I mean, was on Peacock or is it on Paramount? It's on Peacock. Halo's on Paramount. 
Halo's on Paramount. Mm-hmm. I think I think Halo made that people return games. their Xboxes. Yeah, <laughs> they, <laughs> they uninstalled okay, Infinite. Okay. We we don't have to we don't have to bring that up. Real quick. I haven't even started watching season two yet, but it's not we your get to Halo see his then. cheeks That's again. That's said. all I need to know. If it's if his cheeks are in it, I'm I'm watching. I'm down. <laughs> That's Master Cheeks to you. All right. That's two hours. Uh, <laughs> season seven starting off spicy. No, but seriously, Captain Logan, Brian, thank you guys so much for uh, for for making a return. It was great. Great chatting with you guys. Of course, Crawler, Cheesy, Johnny. Good to see you as always. Guys, thank you for an amazing seven years. Like it's I, I can't believe I'm even saying that like statistically most podcasts last three episodes and this show, this is, I think 760 is, uh, is what this episode number actually is because of the, all the different bonus episodes that come out. So like, and And we do, we do have some tentative plans for episode 500 later this year as well. So hopefully that comes to fruition. Yes. Johnny doesn't know. Well, and that's we'll probably tell you better. later, Johnny. I'm like, Johnny doesn't know. <laughs> I just can't uh, believe you guys are going to be. You know, I can't believe you guys are going to be kidnapping Reggie Fizeme. That's just. <laughs> that, that, I'm, that's I'm excited wild. for that. That's bold. Yeah, we're gonna make all those uh, happy that you know uh, Mother Three didn't come to. Uh, you know they didn't have the English port of it, so that's our plan is to uh, kidnap Reggie and ask him why, and, and then make him do it. I think there's guides to play through that, right? With the Japanese I up think on the so. screen. Yeah. Well, there is an English translation out there. Yeah, but you nope, got to go no have cares. a website open next to you <laughs> as you're playing. <laughs> Just learn Japanese, you know, come on. Just get on Babbel. Get... <laughs> yep, there it is. Up on Duolingo. You guys yeah. real fans? Come on, go learn Japanese. Right, exactly. Exactly. Well... Seriously, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us live. If you're listening after the fact, we, we appreciate every one of you so much. Just, just so much, uh, so much gratitude and, uh, so excited for what the year holds. So, um, appreciate you guys and we will see you all in the next one. Goodbye, everybody.